Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Howdy, folks. Good day. Did you miss us? We missed you. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't even notice we were gone. I didn't accident. notice we were gone either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Carol Ann. Um, I'm Matt. And this is Boost and Confused, uh, supposed to be a weekly podcast. Uh, we've we've slowly become <laughs> every other week. Accidentally. There's just been a lot going on. If you can tell, I probably still sound like shit. Uh, I'm on the mend. We're good, but yeah. I, I would argue that we always kind of sound, sound like, like shit. shit. Always, <laughs> That's our MO. <laughs> always. It, it's always weird hearing yourself back on playback. Yeah, so that's why I never do it. Yeah, like in my head, like I've got like a deeper yeah. register, uh-huh. but then when I hear it, it's like I sound like Squidward. <laughs> or, or, or No, I'm Squidward. You're Squidward? <laughs> I'm Squidward. Yeah, I know. That's why I never listen to anything anymore. Remember the days where I used to spend like so much time editing and now we just don't give a fuck. So it's I've great. I never touched the editing. Yeah, no. Because mm-hmm. I would just hit delete. Yep, exactly. And we just post like an hour long like white noise great. audio. Like the same <laughs> one every time. Or just like you just slowly slurping a beer. Ooh, having a whiskey. Uh, all right. Well, uh, today's episode, we're going to do a fun little list verse uh, that talks about some creepy, like forgotten, but still active and yet dangerous cults. Um, and some of these are a little bit newer to me, so I'm excited. Uh, but I think before we get into it, just a couple things. I'm not going to do like the full housekeeping. I'll save the rest till the end. Um, but... Uh, I do want to call out, actually, we got a review uh, last <laughs> week while we were out. It's one of my favorites. It's <laughs> so this one is from Great Britain, and it says, love it. Don't miss an episode. Great pair to listen to. I'm not entirely sure they know what they're talking about, but don't let that spoil a good show from English Linus. I've I've never been <laughs> called out so accurately before. English Linus, you are correct. We have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Um, English Linus, if you support a football team, let us know which team you're supporting. Yeah, it's a little bit of a rough uh, subject in this household. So hit us up on Insta. Send us a DM or we'll find you. Maybe we'll slide into your DMs. Yes. (laughs) Sports aren't for everyone. So if you're not, um, send send us your favorite um, movie or um, video game. And also, we'd love to send you some some Boost and Confused stickers if you'd like them. So. You can put them on stuff. On on anything. Uh, all right. Well, what what are you drinking are before you, we oh, get into it? Well, I think we struck gold at Costco this time. I think we did too. Um, you you picked out the Lagunitas pack, mm-hmm. and it was like I don't know how many beers. A lot. Twenty four. Twenty four beers. Um, and when I unpacked them, I kind of chuckled because you know I like my beers a little heavier. Uh, this is the Maximus Colossal IPA. Um, when I look at a beer, I don't look at the can. I look at the number. <laughs> this how, is a how nine. High can this you is get? a nine. <laughs> so I'm into it. It's um, it's a hefty IPA. 
Um, but yeah, half of the pack is these. Excellent. So I, I won't drink those unless I want to go night night. The other half is all yours. Yeah, great. Uh, so I am not drinking a 9% beer. I'm drinking uh, a Lagunitas that's called Island Beats. It's a tropical IPA and it's only 5%. And it's actually really refreshing. It's like a nice summery feeling beer. So kind of kind of enjoying it. But yeah. All right. Well, yeah, hold, actually, you know what? I actually did finally um, read this and this is on the can there's some lore some can lore oh it says emerging triumphant scrambling (laughs) to the highest peak on olympus proclaiming to gods and mortals alike once and for all lorem ipsum dolor (laughs) that's good that's good i like that that's nice yeah i have that's uh that that's latin i i don't know what it means um sounds awesome though it's probably like i have stinky feet yeah that's exactly what it means actually so uh all right well i think we're just gonna get into it then we'll do the rest of our housekeeping shit at the end if you if you stick around for that long yeah um you know what what good movement didn't actually begin as a cult i have no idea you know like everything begins with just a small little rumbling even the biggest religions the fuck are you talking might about? have begun as cults. I'm just saying like cults start stuff. They're like the innovators. Are you saying cults get shit done? They're the innovators. <laughs> They're the entrepreneurs of the spiritual world. The full cult or just like the cult leader? Cults in general. Yeah, cult leaders. Like, come on. Scrub cult daddy leaders guy. are entrepreneurs. Scrub daddy guy <laughs> had to start somewhere. I don't think scrub daddy is a cult though. No, no, it's it's a parallel. Oh, I see. It's a parallel. I see. Someone is like, I have an idea, uh-huh. and people need to hear this. Uh-huh. Slap chop guy. Who who who? Beat yes, a, who, a hooker. I think she bit the crap out of him. Yeah, good for deservedly. her. Deservedly. Fuck that guy. But yeah, cult leaders are like entrepreneurs of the <laughs> spiritual world. They're just con men. That's it. They're just con men. What's an entrepreneur? Uh, Someone trying to live out the capitalist dream, obviously. Ah, yes, to enter the 1%. (laughs) Yes, the 1%. I want to be part of the club. Oh, none of us will ever be in the club. And that's fine by me. That is fine by me. Um, All right. Well, we're going to start this list off with uh, number 10, the Rajneesh movement well done yeah i actually looked up the pronunciation of this one before um so i didn't sound like such a knob um and i'm gonna forget the pronunciation of everything else so that's fine so the rajneesh movement is a cult of people inspired by the indian mystic yep here we go bhagwan Bhagwan shri Shri Rajneesh. rajneesh there we go also known as osho osho Osho? Let's go with Osho. Uh, he was born in 1931, died in 1990. Rajneesh uh, was a controversial philosophy scholar and professor, and he founded the movement between the late 1960s and the early 1970s. And this was after the University of Jabalpur officials uh, forced him to resign from lecturing in 1966 uh, due to his controversial views about multiple aspects of life, especially marriage, which he referred to as social bondage. (laughs) Oh, why does that sound so icky? Social bondage. 
Ew, I don't he, like that. He, he sounds like he was spited or just had had like a really horrible yeah. partner. Yeah. Uh, the movement was very controversial in the sense that it took families away from cities and put them in isolated areas where they denied children the opportunity to go to school. That's a good start for a cult. You got to isolate yeah, the that's, youth. Yeah, you got to isolate the youth. You got to keep education as far away from everyone as possible. Uh, when the cult started having problems with Indian authorities, they relocated to Oregon in the United States. What? That's that's a that's a jump. It's a very that's forward a thinking jump. part yeah. of the country. Uh, the group met its Waterloo there due to a wide range of criminal activities, including the largest wiretapping operations in U.S. history and the largest immigration fraud ever recorded. Uh, the movement is also responsible for the largest bioterrorist attack on American soil. And in 1984, the movement poisoned salad products with salmonella at local restaurants and shops. Holy shit. Have I really never heard of this before? I, it, it just sounds like another day in... in um, <laughs> Rolling the dice at eating bagged lettuce. Yeah, I mean, from really true. Your local grocer. <laughs> it's just if it's not one thing, it's another. Uh, Rajneesh was subsequently prosecuted, convicted, and deported. And since his death, the movement has steadily declined, but it is still in existence in small units in the United States, United Kingdom, Germany, Italy, and the Netherlands. Right. So, still many parts of the world. Yeah, it's, that's nice. Putting. That's, some spice That's... on your salads. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. That shit is wild, but also kind of feels a little bit like I've seen a Law & Order SVU episode about this. So I'm going to have to go back and, and take a look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I would not have joined this cult. Uh, the Rajneesh one or the one we're about to do? No, no the Rajneesh. Oh, I yeah, actually no. might have joined this one on just the name alone. Of course. Uh, the Order of the Solar Temple. Uh, not gonna lie, I first read that as Templar, which is way cooler than Temple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they were a modern. They are a modern religious cult um, established in Geneva, Switzerland. They are also known, known as the Solar Temple and the International Order of Chivalry Solar Tradition, um, or Hermetica Fraternitas Templi Universali. Uh, it was founded by Luc Jure and Joseph de Mambro in Geneva in 1984. The group used tricks to manipulate members into believing what it preached. The cult activities also borrowed from the New Ageism and several Freemason rituals. It is associated with a series of murders and mass suicides that claimed several dozen lives in France, Switzerland, and Canada in 1994 and 1995. Uh, in its heyday, the order had a presiding council and multiple lodges around the world where they performed initiation rites and ceremonies. The central focus of the ideology of this cult is the popular belief that an apocalyptic event would occur in the mid-1990s. The 1990s came and went, and when the world did not witness any event, the group was somewhat demystified. Uh, the order has steadily declined, as many members have come to realize that the group was founded on an illusion. This group is believed to still have between 140 and 500 members today. What do you think those last members are saying to keep everybody else in? Um, I think they're arguing over which calendar we're using. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's always the calendar. Always when people predict the end of the world happening within your lifetime, there's like a very sound math 
or uh, yeah, arguments over you know which which calendar is actually the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these um, religious mathematicians argued like, oh, the world was made on this day. It was a Tuesday, and it was it was partly cloudy. It was partly cloudy. It's Tuesday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> English Linus is about to be like, fuck these people. <laughs> one star insulted my culture. <laughs> Um, all right, the next one, number eight. What is this? Aum? A-U-M. Aum. Supreme truth. Um, Aleph is a Japanese doomsday cult uh, founded by Shoko Ash- Asa- Asahara, Asahara. <laughs> in 1987 as Aum uh, Shinrikyo. Aum Supreme Truth. Uh, it emerged out of Asahara's dissatisfaction and disillusionment disillusionment jeez i am struggling today uh with traditional japanese buddhism uh it founded uh tibetan and theravada why am i reading this one uh buddhist teachings more appealing than the dominant forms of japanese buddhism he thus proceeded to create a form of buddhism that emphasized non-japanese themes he espoused a spiritual path with the goal of attaining enlightenment and using psychic development exercises to assist his followers growth towards enlightenment i would like to know more about these psychic development exercises uh, because I I feel like I need a gig on Fiverr where I provide psychic readings to people, you know, just like a little bit of hustle culture uh, just for some like, you know, second income. Yeah. Learn some like throat singing. Um, yeah. Learn how to roll your eyes to the back of your head. Yeah, there you go. Um, have a little switch under the table. Uh-huh. Make the lights flicker. Yeah. A little bit of this. Yeah. Get um, a fog machine. We've been really wanting a fog machine yeah so yeah. so that would just i mean we'd get a pretty good investment. roi on that might, yeah yeah you might get yeah. your money back and can use it for our front yard for halloween there we go the organization came to public attention when authorities and the world learned that several of its top leaders had perpetrated the tokyo subway attack in 1995 13 people died and thousands were injured following the release of nerve gas into the city's subway system. The group's leader, Shoko Asahara, insisted on his innocence in a radio broadcast from Russia. It's always Russia. In 2000, the new leaders of the group verified Asahara's role in several crimes, including the gas attacks. At that time, they renamed the group Aleph. Aleph. On July 6, 2018, after exhausting all appeals, uh, Shoko Asahara and six other members of his cult were executed for their role in the deadly attack. In 2019, uh, an Aum sympathizer, Kazuhiro uh, Kusakabi, admitted to Japanese authorities that he intentionally rammed into pedestrians crowded into narrow uh, Takashida Street in the Harajuku district as a terrorist attack in retaliation for the 2018 execution of some Aleph cult members. And although the organization has steadily declined, it is largely forgotten since the death of uh, Shoko Asahara. The cult is still very active in Japan. That's wild. I feel like I knew um, some of the stuff like maybe the subway attack. I don't know that I remember anything from that 2018 uh, execution or the 2019 terrorist attack. Yeah, let alone, yeah, the execution. I wonder, I've got to wonder how they do it over there. Yeah, I'm going to, I mean, this article is so interesting or this listicle is so interesting because I feel like 
we've so we've done a couple of cult episodes before we did we did nexium and then we did one that was like kind of an array of weird ones like foot fetishes my favorite <laughs> and ufos it, you know, no 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 it wasn't a foot fetish i, I just remember now because of this last cult it, it, it was a japanese-based cult it was like a spaceship cult mm-hmm. that was like in somewhere in like the western united states mm-hmm. and they wore um cowboy hats mm-hmm. a lot of cowboy hats yeah very unsettling yeah yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll link to those two episodes in the show notes. But yeah, I feel like a lot of these are just fucking weird ones that I've not really heard a lot of detail about before. So. They're just not doing their job. Yeah, they're just not doing their due diligence. There you go. Not well, they're not very active on social media. I could tell you that. That that could be the key. That could be the key. All them kids are on TikTok. <laughs> Get your cult leader in their garb doing some flossing or something. Honestly, is not cool anymore. Never mind. That that was really cringy to say. <laughs> that was really cringy to say. It's and too I'm not much taking. Bluey. I'm not taking it out. Too so. much bluey. That's great. Yeah, this um this next one, we come back to America, where the cults are uh, grass fed, grass fed <laughs> beef <laughs> and corn. Yeah, the the Purdue of of cults over here, the Tyson of cults. Yeah, so this one's called Twelve Tribes. Which immediately gives me uh, an Old Testament vibe, right? The Twelve Tribes of Israel. Um, the Twelve Tribes is a controversial religious group and an alleged cult that was engulfed in allegations of abuse, kidnapping, and murder in its heydays. The group was founded in Chattanooga in 1972 by a former carnival barker and high school guidance counselor, Gene Spriggs. That's a really weird overlap. It's a great job combination. Uh, during the school year, you know, um, I'm going to counsel your kids. But then over the summers, I'm going to be a traveling carny. I'm going to yell at people. Yeah, what? Yeah. So the uh, 12 tribes reputes itself as seeking the restoration of what its members believe to be the truest form of Christianity, uh, which there are many um, people who believe that they are the true Christianity. Um, the organization had grown to more than 3,000 followers before Spriggs passed away in 2021. Um, he left the movement without a formal leader and facing an uncertain future. Spriggs died at the age of 60, I'm sorry, 86 years old. Uh, when he founded the movement in 1972, he was able to steer the group to popularity with its youthful energy. Still, as Spriggs advanced in age and without handing over to a deputy, the group declined in popularity. Uh, 12 Tribes is no longer in the news, but the organization is still very much active. Um, Apparently, they like to talk to their people on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, that's really... So there's videos, uh, if you're interested. There's videos, I think, that correspond to a lot of these uh, ones that we're going through. That's so interesting to me, though, that he was that old, likely died of like some natural old age shit, and opted to not identify a leader of the cult moving forward. It almost feels like a fuck you guys if i can't have you no one can <laughs> oh good luck without me <laughs> yeah you know what start I mean? some infighting yeah uh, you get you get 12 tribes uh version one version two yeah there you go uh yeah you got a lot of options um we should go hiking over here <laughs> I, <laughs> absolutely not nothing tickles no. me more than talking to people trying to get me to join something yeah nothing tickles me because i play the best idiot absolutely <laughs> Yeah, I think our internet is Google. That's not an option. <laughs> um, all right, number six, the Family International. This is a great picture, by the way. Yeah, it's, this um, one is. It's a, a a small blonde child, 
um, you know, blue eyed, blonde hair, um, with a really poorly photoshopped 666 uh, scratched into her forehead. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I want to watch all these videos when we're done. So the Family International is a Christian new religious movement founded in Huntington Beach, California in 1968 by David Berg, originally named Teens for Christ. What did they like age out of that? <laughs> they were like guys who can't call ourselves Teens for Christ. We're 30 now. <laughs> well, also, and and we are we are um, ostracizing our audience. Right? Yeah. If people yeah. say it's teens. Well, yeah, I'm a preteen. Yeah, I'm, I'm a preteen. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm a preteen. I'm too old. Yeah. Uh, the group has undergone different names, but particularly gained notoriety uh, as the Children of God. Cog. C-O-G. One notable thing about this group is the consistent name change. Uh, in 1978, it was renamed the Family of Love, which was eventually shortened to the Family, uh, as all good cults call themselves. Ooh. Uh, the group has been accused of child sexual abuse, physical abuse, exploitation, and targeting of vulnerable people. That last piece is really just like any cult, I think. The targeting of vulnerable people. That's I, I mean, like cults and multi-level marketing schemes have that uh, in common. That little bit of overlap. I don't know what's more ominous. Uh, family of love or just... The family. The family. The family reminds me a lot of like the old uh, Italian mobs, you know, like the outfit, the Chicago outfit. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about Italian mobs. What's your favorite Italian mob movie? <laughs> it's not The Godfather. Oh. I could tell you that right now. Um, in the 1970s, David Berg introduced a new recruitment strategy that he dubbed flirty fishing, which involved letting young, attractive female members of his cult entice men into the group, uh, through sexual seduction. And he also discouraged members from working and sending their children to school. Another one where you just take kids out of education. What, what does that do? Removing kids from education or controlling what they learn, like removing books or banning books or rewriting history what 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 does that do sorry i'm it's on a, one it's a hell of a lot harder <laughs> to uh unteach children as it is to seduce dudes at bars yeah uh, members were made to live in large communes, typically with four or five families under one roof, as they awaited an impending apocalypse. Uh, since the demise of David Berg, the movement has gone into oblivion. However, it is still active and is presently known as the Family International. Uh, the group is governed by the Love Charter, a document that entails each member's rights and responsibilities. Nice. That, it, it's kind of got that, um, oh, who are those people who... Um, they drive cars, but they're not driving. They're traveling. Um, independent, sovereign citizens. Sovereign ah, citizens. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Gotta love that. Yeah. So they're still kicking, huh? Yeah, I mean, all of these are still, are still kicking. So it's wild. Some wild shit out here. This one's pretty cool, too. Uh, it's called The Nation of Yahweh. Solid name. Solid name. Um, a, good, a, a good cult needs a dope name yeah just like the catchiness of it right the nation of yahweh we don't need borders here it's just the <laughs> nation uh so this goes back to 1978 uh hulan mitchell jr left the nation of islam there it is it's just copying uh because it was not extreme enough for him he re-christened himself yahweh ben yahweh and founded the Nation of Yahweh in 1979. 
the, the movement's goal was to move African-Americans, who the group believes are the original Israelites, to Israel. The movement accepts Yahweh ben Yahweh as the Son of God. At the height of its popularity, the nation of Yahweh had satellite temples all around the country and a lucrative business empire of apartment complexes, hotels, stores, and fleets of Greyhound buses and Rolls-Royce cars. Soon enough, the movement's founder was indicted on federal racketeering and extortion charges and convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. The conviction of Yahweh Ben Yahweh in 2001 and his death in 2007 sent the group members into near oblivion. Nonetheless, the movement is still active and its members consider Yahweh Ben Yahweh to be the Messiah. I, d- I don't think he's coming back, though. No, I don't think so. That's a pretty long name to have to keep writing out. Yeah. Oh, Yahweh Ben Yahweh? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel I, mean, I wanted to say before I read this that, that he just kind of stole the uh, title of Nation of Islam yeah. from the Nation of Islam. Yeah. And um, just kind of copying, cheaply, yeah. cheaply copying. I feel like a lot of cults are just like control C, control V with like a couple of edits in between. You know what I mean? Change the font to wingdings. Oh, you know what would be funny if we were to ask AI to Make write a cult? a cult script for us? Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe we'll do that for the next episode. Love that. Ooh. I'm just going to have chat GPT write all of our episodes going forward. Yeah, this episode brought to you by... Um, Some robot. We need a good cult name, though. Oh, we're starting a cult? Uh, that's the vibe I'm getting. And I'm, I've I never been that vibe? more in. I've never been more in. All right, I'm going to have to think about this a little bit more. We're all going to name ourselves Steve. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Throw, throw the police off my trail. I'm looking for a Steve. I'm, I'm Steve. Steve. <laughs> I'm Steve. Um, all right, number four is the La Rouge movement. Yeah, is that is that right? Uh, it's not like it remi- reminds me of Lularoe, you know, like the, the <laughs> pants, but not not so culty, I guess. Maybe it is. The La Rouge movement is a political and cultural network promoting the late Lyndon La Rouge and his ideas. The movement started in the late 60s as an offshoot of the radical left. However, the group adopted the viewpoints and stances of the far right in the mid-1970s. They're ahead of themselves. Yeah, that's an adjustment. They were ahead of the times. Jesus. LaRouche in his lifetime ran for the office of U.S. president unsuccessfully eight times. Never give up on your dreams. Because, you know, even if you fail... It's probably somebody else's money that you're spending. So uh, LaRouche had a good deal of control over the lives of the members of his organization known as the National Caucus of Labor Committees, NCLC. It was a seven day a week and 24 hour a day total immersion. And there was always an atmosphere of tension in the group. LaRouche himself was a political chameleon who changed ideology to suit himself and is widely regarded as the father of political conspiracy theory. He also promoted violence and accused members of his movement of not being tough enough on political opponents. Is this asshole why we're here like today in this current political climate? Because I, I have a few words. Well, I have a few words. It I'd all like starts with the smallest domino falling. So it's, it's a possibility. Uh, 
In April 1973, LaRouche ordered members of his group to attack members of the Communist Party and others in a daredevil plan called Operation Mop-Up. In the following months, there were 40 fights at gatherings of communists and many LaRouche members were arrested. LaRouche died in 2019 at a ripe old age and today the movement is largely forgotten, but is, the movement is still alive and its members still participate in American politics. Oh, wait a second. I'm going to do some digging on that one. We might have our new episode. If it turns out that like fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene is secretly like the new LaRouche movement leader. I wouldn't be shocked. It's not the I, best leader to have. Either. No, I just think she's actually a Russian puppet, but we'll save that for another day. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? It's, it's kind of like when people think that um, stormtroopers did not a shoot. Like, you know, like in A New Hope when they're all shooting at like a you know, like Han and Luke, and they miss every single shot. Yeah. But then when they escape, Moff Tarkin is like, did you plant the homing beacon? Because he didn't care about these two guys. He cared about the rebel base. <laughs> it's big a bigger brain. picture. Big it's brain. a bigger picture. He told those troopers, hey, shoot, make it look real, but don't actually hurt them. We got to get them back to their base where there's more guys. Yeah. Big, big brain energy. Grand Moff Tarkin. Really under underestimated, under no underrated. Are you comparing um, him to Marjorie Taylor Greene, or I actually might be. Yeah, I was going to say, how did be. that transition happen? <laughs> I actually might be giving her way too much credit. Um, anyways, this uh, this next one is is called the Remnant Fellowship. Now, I actually almost did an episode on this um, back in the day. Um, it's a cult that mixed um, weight loss with <laughs> with Christianity. Um, it's actually all the the two thousands diet moms who are like still drinking their Slim Fast. <laughs> yeah. So the the cult leader, who I'll I'll tell you now, is super dead. Uh, died in a plane crash, along with every other leader of that cult. Um, has the biggest hair of any cult member. Uh, so I'm sorry, cult leader you can ever think of. The biggest hair. I, I look forward to looking this picture. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that's oh. her. She's that's dead. her? Super dead. Oh, yeah. No, super dead. Oh, shit. You know who she looks like? You know who she looks like. You know. I don't. Search your heart. You know it to be I'm true. I'm not going to say it. Who? I, no, 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 no. I'm definitely not going to say it now. Who? No, I don't know. So you're not going to say it because you don't know? Bar- you? Barbara Streisand. What? No. No, she looks like the fucking lady on TLC who who has the medium show. Oh, the what's her name? Yeah, the 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 Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. They have a very similar hairstyle. Well, she's dead. Well, the cult leader is dead. Um, they yeah. uh, crashed into a, you know, like a lake or something, if I recall correctly, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. So the Remnant Fellowship is a movement with a church in Brentwood, Tennessee that preaches weight loss as a spiritual assignment. The movement was founded by Gwen Shamblin, Laura, uh, an exceptionally thin woman who taught members to pray when they have cravings for food, as if to like pray away the hunger. Her teachings linked diet culture with holiness, and she taught her church members not to bow to their refrigerators and to only bow to God. In reality, Gwen used her influence on her members to exert control over their finances, marriages, custody arrangements, and parenting. She would eventually encourage members 
of the movement to sever all ties with the outside world. She compelled her members to dress gorgeously to portray an image of happiness, uh, joy, perfection to the outside world when they were actually suffering internally. Yeah, if I can't wear athleisure, I'm out. I'm out. Goodbye. Oh, no. We only wear... No, um, no leggings? Uh, not yeah. for me. Not for me. No, we shop at, uh, was it Macy's? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, uh, Kirkland Signature for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, back in May of 2021, um, she, her husband, Joe, and the five other leaders within the Remnant Fellowship died in a plane crash outside um, Smyrna, Tennessee. Uh, being the only popular leader in her church, the remnant went into near oblivion upon her death. However, the movement is still active with uh, some large members committed to upholding the teachings of Gwen Shamblin Lara. Um, weird, not fun, fun story. Uh, there was someone that I know in my life who's um, like a cousin is slash was in this cult. Have we talked about this? I feel like we've talked about this. Um, only off, only off mic. Yeah. Only off mic. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So someone I know knows someone in their family who either is or was in this cult, and they described um, holiday dinners as very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Well, that could apply to a lot of us without the cults. Like Thanksgiving. Like, ah, oh, you're gonna eat that. Yeah. That's not very holy of you. Oh. Well, if you leave off the holy part, yeah, that's how a lot of my, my family <laughs> dinners go anyway. <laughs> it's like uh it's like combining um what like like um fat shaming with uh a tinge of religion. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because if you just hide being an asshole behind uh some like religious views, it's somehow more okay. Um Yeah, so take your your slim fast shakes and just throw a couple prayers in front of it and there you go. Now yeah, or, it's fine. Or just you know, just don't eat anything. Yeah, there you all. go. Yeah. That's even holier. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, number 2, Heaven's Gate. We all know Heaven's Gate. We've definitely Gate. talked we, about we Heaven's all Gate know before. Heaven's Gate. This is one of my favorite cults. So Heaven's Gate is an American new religious movement founded in 1974 by Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Apple White. <laughs> yeah, Apple White. <laughs> Known within the movement as T and Doe, respectively. T and Doe met in 1972 and went on a journey of spiritual discovery, identifying themselves as the two witnesses of Revelation. Wow, amazing timing for them that they're the only two people that, that witnessed it, you know? It's That's incredible. It's not as crazy as claiming that um, a worm that you found in the <laughs> dirt is like living in a hat and telling you Bible scriptures. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that in this thing? No, it's not. A different thing. No, it's okay. it's it's kind of like is the this origin, the thing we're starting it's now? Like the origin <laughs> story of the Mormons. Oh. John Smith claims that that oh. he had like like. I think it was like gold tablets somewhere yeah. in the eastern part of the country and yeah. was receiving a doctrine from a worm. Yeah. South Park does a really great coverage okay. of it. Okay, great. Well, um, so T and Doe attracted a following of several hundred people in the mid-1970s. In 1976, the movement stopped recruiting and instituted a monastic lifestyle. 
The central belief of the group is that followers could transform themselves into immortal extraterrestrial beings by rejoicing, sorry, rejecting their human nature. Then they would ascend into heaven referred to as the next level or the evolutionary level above human. The cult's doctrine and beliefs led to the largest mass suicide on American soil involving 39 victims. No one really hears about Heaven's Gate anymore. However, there are two people uh, who still manage the movement's online presence and teach about its doctrine. Yes, you can go to the website and it's like a blast from the past. Oh, um, I've been crazy. to the website recently. Um, the thing that I most remember about this cult is uh, the comet Hale-Bopp. It's somewhere in like the late 90s. Yeah. Um, Hale-Bopp was, I think, probably like the last visible comet of like notoriety. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was that one with the two tails that we saw up in wherever the hell we were. Yeah. Uh, which you had to like really, like really see it, you know, really imagine that you saw it. But Hale-Bopp got pretty close. Interesting. Um, I remember my dad bringing home pizza from like pizza hut <laughs> and then let's looking at the comet that's amazing it's a core memory of yeah mine. that's a great memory um, but they believe that there was a spaceship hiding behind the comet uh, the, a great fucking disguise i would probably have the same sort of belief too but what was the spaceship like Calvin of the apocalypse or just like uh it was the vehicle in, in which they would begin their eternal life as ah uh, you know immortal yeah uh, okay. aliens yeah um yeah the the website is great you should go to the website um i look forward to it well i, I mean somebody's got to be buying like the domain and shit right um like, like www.heavensgate.com um there is there's currently a red alert on the website oh what's the red alert uh, it just says red alert it's like a gif what wait uh, hold on i'm hold sh on. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how accurate things are but um it's pretty cool it's pretty cool it's um it's like one of the first websites ever made that's how old it looks oh shit yeah this is like yeah okay i see it now this is this is wild what i think someone put so much effort into making that yeah like logo and they stole the green bay packers g i okay so you can you can order transcripts of videotapes you can order hard copy editions of a book for 45 us dollars and it includes shipping and handling via priority mail this is really going back this is uh I... this is some old stuff we might need to get some material might take a while for it to get here i'm gonna yeah this is wild i'm gonna dig into this a little bit more all right, sorry, go ahead. No, they're they're currently chilling in um Arizona. That's wild. It's very it's very nice there this time of year, I heard. Uh but yeah, check it out. Heavensgate.com. Still still running. Uh this is our last cult of the episode. Uh, this is uh Branch Davidian. Also a cool name. Probably top three for me on this list. <laughs> Of cults, I would join solely on the name. Yeah, based on the name alone. Yeah. Uh, the Branch Davidians are an apocalyptic new religious movement founded in 1955 by Benjamin Rodin. They regard themselves as a continuation of the General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists, established by Victor Hotef in 1935. 
1983, a man named David Koresh, formerly known as Vernon Howell, took over the organization. He was a different cult leader, a criminal mastermind. Can you imagine having a name saying, hey, I, like, are you religious? Yes. Well, what are you? Oh, I'm a general association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventist. It's just a whole mouthful. It's a lot of It's, it's a, lot a whole of mouth. mouthful. Lot, you got to find something mouth. catchier. A lot of mouth. Uh, so when the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms suspected the branch Davidians were illegally converting semi-automatic rifles into fully automatic weapons, they sent in a group of undercover agents disguised as college students to investigate the movement. But Koresh knew that was happening. Of course he did. Uh, David Koresh was always one step ahead of the authorities until he met his fate in a 51-day siege that involved heavily shooting uh, with the FBI and ATF agents. 76 Branch Davidians died in the attack, and four ATF agents were killed, with 16 wounded. The movement still exists, and they still have a presence in Waco, Texas to this day. This is that cult. This is that this cult. This is that cult. I didn't know Branch Davidians by the name, but reading that, I absolutely know who this is. That's fucking wild. Yeah. You you use the cult name. Yeah. Don't really have much memory. You say Waco, Texas. Yeah. And it's that cult. Yeah. Like the Waco Massacre, if you yes. will. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's wild. That all said, I'm still really super in to start a cult that was created by chat GPT. <laughs> but that, but that might be the singularity that, that does send us into like the event horizon. No, it's not that. What do they call that? The singularity when, yeah. when the robots become the overlords. Yeah. There you go. I, uh, I don't think I can make this happen in, in real time. Cause chat, a chat gpt open ai it's just not loading well for me right now which means it's probably a little it's probably all my students it, doing <laughs> the papers right now but maybe for next episode we're just gonna have chat gpt write some some uh enticing cults for us you know i also i don't want to end up on like an fbi watch list um hey this guy is trying to start a cult <laughs> should probably get him Let's get them on tax evasion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please, IRS, don't don't look at our taxes. I promise we paid. Um, all right. Well, that was it for today. Um, what a trip. Yeah, that was that was a really good list. I'm gonna do a little bit more digging into this because I'm I'm curious on a little bit more of these. So thank you, Jeffrey Morris from Listverse, who wrote this article uh, that we've read aloud to you today. You can find this in the show notes. You can find links to uh, a couple other cult episodes that we've done also in the show notes, and. Uh, yeah, that's it. If you like this episode and you want to support us, the best way you could do that is by leaving a review uh, like English Linus did. And, you know, he or she is right. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but hopefully you enjoyed the, the wild ride with us. <laughs> the one thing I learned about being an adult is that everyone's faking it. Yeah, everyone's just making shit up every day. Look at the government. <laughs> yeah, that that too. Um if you uh, leave us a review or if you subscribe or follow, whatever the fuck, uh, you can take a screenshot, send it to us. We'll send you some Boost and Confuse stickers for free uh, in the mail wherever you live. So even if you don't live within the U.S., we will make a very good attempt uh, to get some stickers to you. And 
There's something else that's going to say in there. We might add some doctrine now. That, yeah, that yeah, maybe. This, yeah, yeah. This, um, <laughs> this uh, really important step. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can follow us on any social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. And uh, if social media is not your thing, you can send us an email at boostandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can send five bucks to our P.O. box. We don't have um, a P.O. box. <laughs> we need to get funding for our new website. Um, and if you really, if you spend just a little bit more, 15 bucks, um, I will write the doctrine in human blood. <laughs> okay. All right. And with that, we're going to end today's episode because it was supposed to be short. And now we're going on 45 minutes. So I hope everyone has a very good uh, rest of your day whenever, wherever you're listening uh, to this shit pod from. So Yeah. And as they say, uh, lorem ipsum dolar. <laughs> Uh, which means I think it means I love pain. Yeah, it does. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, have a good one, everybody. Thanks. Lorem ipsum <laughs> dolar. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>